Welcome to episode 144 of the TDR Now podcast, the first English-speaking podcast focusing on the Disney parks in Asia, including Tokyo Disney Resort, Hong Kong Disneyland, and Shanghai Disneyland. And we're coming to you directly from Japan. You can find us on our website at tdrexplorer.com, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, YouTube, all under TDR Explorer. And I'm one of your hosts, Chris, the chief content editor of TDR Explorer, and I am the one eating all the seasonal food at the parks, especially Hong Kong Disneyland, which we're going to talk about today. And joining me, as always, is the beautiful Patricia. Hey guys, I'm Trish. I go, take pictures. I am looking for my son's doppelganger in Pokemon commercials. <laughs> <laughs> that was totally me. That was totally me. that. That's yeah. That I I started that. Sorry. Uh, Chris saw uh, a, a a Pokemon commercial on the train, and my he 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 messages me and he's like, I think I saw your son in a Pokemon commercial. And I'm like, no way. <laughs> <laughs> well, clearly it wasn't him. It wasn't him, unfortunately. <laughs> But that would be awesome. But now I want to see this commercial, so I'm on the hunt for that. Um, you can find me, if you're looking for me, on Twitter and on Instagram under Dream Sweets Love. Um, but I just, I know, we have other, we have to introduce other stuff and we have to do Kluke and everything. But I want to jump into today's episode because you had a really, like, an amazing, amazing trip. And I want to, I want you to share all the details about it. About Hong Kong? Yes. Hong Kong Disneyland. Yes. yes. It was such a good trip. I quite enjoyed it. <laughs> we have lots to talk about in, the, in, in that front. So. There's so much. I know. Ugh. But we have some, um, I guess, stuff to talk about first before we get into it's that. It's true. It's true. So. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get yeah. there. Okay. <laughs> we'll get there. All right. Well, first, Patreon. Thank you so much to everyone who's contributing already. You know that we, you know, we're thankful. We tell you every episode. We really do appreciate it. You help keep the show going. And if you'd like to contribute to our Patreon, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash TDR now. And we have a range of perks or rewards, depending on how much you pledge. If you want to get our episodes 24 hours before everybody else, you can do so. Um, <laughs> I kind of messed that up. <laughs> if you pledge the $2 level or more, you will get access to all our episodes 24 hours before, before everybody else. And who doesn't love, like who doesn't love getting early access to stuff? Everyone loves that. And if you want to do that, you can go to patreon.com slash TDR. Now we have some news that we need to talk about. What, we are, what are we talking about in the news? We uh, Oh, shopping. Something that we love to do. Yes. There is... Oh, well, I, I kind of have to, like, put, like, a asterisk beside this. Yeah. There, there's, like, a before, disclaimer. Yeah. Before people get too excited about this, um, you can now buy Tokyo Disney Resort merchandise through the official app and have it shipped. And there's a big, big asterisk beside that. Right. Uh, unfortunately, this is the official app is only in Japanese, so you have to have a Japanese iTunes account or a Japanese 
Google Play account. Um, there, there's other ways to download it. Like um, the for Google Play, like Android phones, you can download the APK, but I won't get into that. That's really technical, but um, there, there's ways to get it. But and to buy the goods, the merchandise, you can only ship it within Japan. You have to have a Japanese address. So you can buy it online, but you have to live here. Right. You have to live in Japan, unfortunately. And you need to and? be at the park that day. Yes. You have to have a valid park ticket or annual pass, and you have to have gone into the park. Because when you go to shop, it's going to ask you to scan your ticket, is what it does. So it's kind of online shopping, sort of. I, I feel it, like they advertised it wrong because when i first saw the news i thought oh it's like what like the disney parks in the u.s does that you go online and you can buy the parks merch it's just online and you just ship it to your home from there and you don't need to go to the parks or anything or blah 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 right and you can't buy everything but you can buy a good amount of stuff from the parks but really what this is is like streamlined shopping like lineless shopping right so you don't have to stand in line you don't have to go into world bazaar or heaven forbid the sweet shop at the end of the day to buy your souvenir cookies or whatever and carry heavy heavy bags home so you avoid all those crowds you avoid the lines you avoid um lugging stuff around and it just ships it to your home so in that way it's like streamlined shopping which i feel they should have advertised it a little bit more like that yeah like maybe a pickup service or something like that or just different wording i guess Mm -hmm. It's a great Um, service. And and another thing that you can do, um, you can still browse the shop. Mm -hmm. And in the app, you can actually scan the item into the app and add it to your cart. I like that. That's so cool. So then if you notice, like, you know, like some people do like to actually shop, you Mm -hmm. know, so you can kind of still do that. You see an item. Okay, just scan it. There you go. It's in the app. And then you can check out and get it all shipped and everything, which is really good, especially when the lines are really long. Yeah. And you don't want to bother waiting in line. Just scan everything, pay, and there you go. You don't have to carry it out either. I I kind of hope that USJ will do something like this because, like, last time we were at USJ, of course they have a service that you can ship it. I'm pretty sure they do because I think, because Disney does for sure, where you go and you do the little thing and they'll ship it to your house. But, like... Most people are not going to stand in line like for that at the end of the day, you know, so they just end up taking it with them. But like if they had something where you could just scan it and order it online and send it to the house, it's so, so much easier. You don't have to take it on the bullet train or the airplane or whatever you're taking and you don't have to lug everything around and you probably end up buying more. Yeah, it's it just makes it so much easier because you again it's just like a whole convenience thing right you're not thinking like i'll have to carry this exactly and especially with the gift giving culture here Mm -hmm. um usj does have an online shop Mm. but it's only like for what i know it's only online like um like a website there's no app right but yeah either way um this is a good direction like this service just started like a few weeks ago so I'm hoping they roll out something like this in the future in different languages. Um, I'm not too sure how they're going to handle the this 
feature in particular, just because they don't really ship internationally. They never have. Yeah, um, I don't think the, that's the only change. place you can really ship internationally is from the Disney hotels. Like if you go to the shipping service, they will ship stuff there for you overseas. Mm-hmm. But that's really the only place they would do it. So I don't know. Like I don't see why they wouldn't do it, especially if they're making you have to go into the park, like making you ship it, like being able to ship it overseas. I don't see why they couldn't do that. Th- in the future, like I, I don't know the reasoning. I think if- the domestic shipping is really, really different yeah, in Japan. Like, so I don't think they would go through the extra trouble. I don't think it makes sense for them. No. So we'll we'll have to see how it plays out. I like honestly, I don't see them ever doing the feature like the Disney Parks apps in the U.S. Mm-hmm. I don't think they'll ever do that. Yeah. I, I honestly don't think they will. Um, which. It is what it is. I'm okay with it. Whatever. <laughs> um, I know a lot of people overseas want like want that Tokyo Disney merch, and you know, granted, it is like a lot of the merch is really good. It's really cute and fashionable and all that kind of stuff. But I'm kind of of the mindset of it kind of keeps it special in a way that you actually have to come here to get it. Like, like that's just how I feel about stuff. Like, I like to get stuff myself. Because it feels more special that way instead of just buying it online and getting it. No, I but get that's just, I get what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. That's just my personal opinion. But it, at the end of the day, it's also money, too. <laughs> um, company, the company obviously wants to make money. So uh, anyway, we can go on about this forever. But um, I did I did use the service, though. I used it on, a few days ago and it was very seamless um, but again, it was all in Japanese, so you have to be able to read Japanese. Um, like, I just logged in with my uh, Japanese Tokyo Disney Resort account. It had all my information in there because I've made reservations and stuff through there before. So I had my mailing address, I had my credit card information, and it was like two or three taps and everything was shipped to me. It was very easy. I have a question. So, like, mm-hmm. can you add things as the day goes on? Yep. It's just like a shopping cart. There's a shopping cart. You just keep adding stuff. Like, I actually, I added, so you can actually browse all the goods mm-hmm. without having a valid park ticket or anything. Oh, that's great. You just can't buy anything mm-hmm. until you go into the park and have and scan your ticket in the app. So what I did was ahead of time, like the week before, I, I knew what I wanted. So I just filled up my, my cart. And then when I went into the park for the day, scanned my park or scanned my annual pass into the app and just hit, you know, a couple, couple taps and it was done. Awesome. So, but if it does become uh, available in for other and other languages we'll definitely let everybody know because <laughs> i know this is a feature a lot of people would really like to use um one one person did ask me um if they could use it to get shipped to like their hotel yeah i was wondering that too but i don't think you can right well th- like there's no like transfer service because you know how you can send things to the hotel yeah like if you 
pay for it in the park, you can get sent. Mm-hmm. You can do that, but to actually buy through the app and send to the hotel, I guess unless you go into your account and set the address as the hotel, right? they might do it, but I don't know. And you're going to have to have Japanese ability to do that, unfortunately, um, because you have to have a Japanese account. So it might not be worth the hassle, to be quite honest. Right. And what if you don't get it? <laughs> or what if it doesn't come in time? <laughs> that would be so sad. You know sad. what I mean? Like, there's a lot of stuff that could go possibly wrong with that. So I don't know. I'm not sure, to be quite honest. I don't know. But anyway, either way. Uh, we forgot to talk about this on the other the last episode. Whoops. Oopsie. Uh, Outer Shadowland is going away. Which we're not surprised. About. You can see why we forgot about it. We're like, oh, is this important? It, it's important though. So yeah, it's going away. Goodbye. Out yeah, of Out of Shadowland is ending next year. What March? March. Uh, hold on, I accidentally closed the tab. Uh, March thirty first, twenty nineteen is when it'll close. And a brand new stage show called Song of Mirage is going to debut sometime in summer 2019. They don't have an actual date yet. And it's supposed to be, it's supposed to feature Mickey, Minnie, Donald, and Goofy, an original story with singing, dancing, projection mapping. No surprise there. (laughs) And apparently the story starts off in in the the hangar stage, which is uh, the stage that this is all performed on, where Mickey and friends set out to find Rio... Dorado, Golden River. I totally butchered that. And it's City of Gold. And Donald finds a mysterious staff that leads them on their adventure. Oh. Do, 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 <laughs> Yeah, it's not surprising. Out of Shadowland was kind of a flop, unfortunately. I mean, it, yeah. The quality was... Not as good as Mystic Rhythms. I mean... Nowhere near. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. Mystic Rhythms was a really good show. This was the show before Out of Shadowland. So, it is what it is. <laughs> and now you can see characters in projection mapping, so. There you go. And that's it for the news. That's it for the news. Um, before we talk about Hong Kong, I'm going to plug the ebook because I know everybody loves that. <laughs> if you haven't picked up a copy of your ebook, uh, the TDR Explorer Guide to Tokyo Disney Resort, make sure you do so by going to tdrexplorer.com slash ebook. We just updated it last week, and we updated with some um, relevant information about the 35th anniversary and just changes that happened in the park over the summer. And you can pick up your copy at txport.com slash ebook. We've sold over 1,300 copies. That's pretty awesome. That's amazing. Yeah, and we have a USJ one coming very soon, too, probably within the next month. Working very hard on it. I was actually working on this before we came to the podcast. Oh. And then I'll probably work on it afterwards. But anyway, keep an eye out for that. Okay, let's talk about Hong Kong. Hong Kong, you had an amazing experience. So um, let's start at the beginning. Uh, Summertime. Why did you choose this time of year? Yeah, it's hot. It's hot. It's hot. Actually, so... It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I mean, especially Maybe. coming from the heat wave that we just went through, right? Yeah, like here, yeah, like it's been really hot 
in Japan this summer, like unnaturally hot. <laughs> it's not usually this hot. So going to Hong Kong, it kind of felt the same. Oh, not, I thought it was going to be more comfortable. So it wasn't like less. It was still it was still about the. It was about the same. Like Hong Kong's oh, a bit more humid yeah. overall. But I think what makes Hong Kong worse is it, obviously it's more humid, but Hong Kong loves to pump the AC really high. Yes. So switching, going from a building, like a mall or uh-huh. just a building, hotel, whatever, in to the outside, flip-flopping between that just makes it feel worse. Florida's the same. And I grew up with it and I was used to it. And this time, I guess it's been a long time since we've been back. And I forgot that you need to bring a jacket with you for going in buildings. And we were freezing our butts off. It was a nightmare. Yeah, it's just uh, that's that's the only thing I really didn't care for. But whatever, <laughs> Tokyo was just like, just as bad in terms of the heat and humidity. So eh, I was gonna sweat anyway, so might as well sweat somewhere else. There you go. And you don't have to like pull out any special wardrobe or anything. You were already you had your summer gear ready to go, so that's kind of yeah. nice. You don't have to like pull anything out of the closet. Special? No, not at all. But um, uh, one thing that uh, a lot of people ask is, like, how easy is it to travel from Tokyo to Hong Kong? Because I know a lot of people want to do, like, a lot of people want to do the whole trifecta, mm-hmm. like all the all three Asia Disney resorts. Um, going from Tokyo to Hong Kong is pretty easy. Yeah. Uh, going there, it's like a three and a half hour, three and a half to four hour flight. And coming back, it's about just over four hours. Mm-hmm. Um, very easy and it's a direct flight. You can find cheap flights. Like sometimes you can get as low as like a hundred and some dollars if you get it on a good uh, deal. Uh, some like, but if you're getting on a really good deal, the flight times are kind of not that great. Yeah. Either you're, you're flying overnight or you're flying really late or just like really weird times. So kind of keep that in mind. Um, but yeah, super easy. Um, I typically fly out of Haneda because I, I take Hong Kong Express most of the time because I have a flight, like I have a points card with them and everything. So I think I have a free flight now. I've flown enough times. I think yes. I have a free flight in points. So that's nice. But yeah, very easy. Um, this flight that I did, I did, I did, I guess, the red eye. We flew at 1 a.m. We landed at hong kong around four thirty a.m all right okay which is really early and the trains don't start until i think six or something like that and we weren't staying at uh, disneyland right away we we're staying in the city so i just slept at the airport like i had my pillow with me and hong kong is pretty safe for sure um so i just and yeah, it's an airport too so i was just at, in the airport there's a there's a spot when you come out of arrivals if you go all the way to the left, um, there's like this garden area with benches and stuff. And that's where a lot of people sleep. So I just got a spot there and slept for a few hours. Not bad. And then got on the train and went and went into the city. So uh, we spent two days in, in Hong Kong. Two days? Three days. Uh, we kind of did a split stay in Hong Kong, which I'll explain in a bit. Mm-hmm. But um, we stayed in the city and... Uh, we stayed at the Butterfly Waterfront Hotel, which is like this little boutique hotel, which is um, kind of near the ferries. Mm-hmm. 
that go into Macau because we went to Macau afterwards. Um, so it's on the same island where uh, the peak is and Ocean Park and stuff. Um, so we, we stayed there. Nice hotel. I think we paid about $150 a night for it. Not bad. Which is not bad. My only gripe with the hotel was it's a little worn. Mm-hmm. So they need to like update it a little bit. You know, just kind of give it a refurb. But that, but overall, though, it was really clean. Like, it's a, it's a clean hotel. Like, to me, that's more important right. is how clean it is. It's just, a, you know, it could be spruced up a little bit. But other than that, it was it was fine. <laughs> the, the, the other, the one weird thing I didn't particularly care for was uh, there's mirrors everywhere in the bathroom. Oh, wow. So if you're sitting on the throne, no matter where you look, you're looking at yourself. Oh. <laughs> Which I, just, I, I don't particularly care for. Um, I'm sure I'm not alone in that opinion. I feel, <laughs> just... I feel like mirrors are kind of scary. Like, yeah, mirrors are kind of scary. Like, yeah. I feel like there's too many, like, scary stories with mirrors. Yeah, I don't like that. I get kind I of freaked like... out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,. What were your goals for the trip this time? So were there any like so, special events you wanted to see or things in the city or in Macau that you um, really wanted to try this time? So in Hong Kong, um, like, I've been to Hong Kong probably about seven, eight times mm-hmm. now. So I've done all the like the major, uh, major things like the peak, the Mong Kok Temple, Nyong Ping 360. Like I've done those a few times. Um but we did eat at Tim Ho Wan again. Yes. Love Tim Ho Wan. Uh, they have like four or five locations in uh, Hong Kong alone. And I know there's other places. It's everywhere in the world now, even here in Tokyo. Uh, we went to the one in the IFC Mall, which is uh, connected to the Hong, like Hong Kong station. So did that. <laughs> went to the Cheesecake Factory. Of course. <laughs> Again, we don't have it here, so... We don't, you guys, so don't judge, okay? Don't judge me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we did a couple things that I haven't done too much yet. So we went and did the ladies market, the goldfish market, and the shoe market, or sneaker market. Uh, The ladies market is essentially you just barter for stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just like this long street, and there's just, you know, fake goods. Yeah. Yeah. Wherever you, if you want to get a Gucci bag, Prada bag, that's not really Prada or Gucci. Hey, you can get it there for, I don't even know how much it is, but you can get it for a bargain if you want to pretend that you can afford it. (laughs) (laughs) Or if you want Um, like a ridiculously fake logo, which is kind of amazing. Yeah. Or like they they have like t-shirts with really weird English on it. Uh And some of it is just very strange. Like, I think one, like, I think I saw a shirt that said, like, Fart King or something like that. <laughs> and there were some other vulgar ones, which I won't repeat, oh, but no. uh, stuff like that. So if you're, if you're comfortable bartering, you can get some pretty good deals there. True. Um, the goldfish market is in the same area. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's stores that sell goldfish. I like the goldfish market. It feels very unethical. 
It really does. Like you see bags, like plastic bags, yeah, with water and a fish in it, just hanging on a shelf. It looks so cool, though. It's terrible. I know I'm a terrible it's, human being. It's cool looking, but yeah, my my thought is like, what do you do with the fish at the end of the day? The ones that don't sell, like, do you put them back in the, like, in back in the tank? I feel like a lot like, of these do do? fish don't make it. Yeah, I kind of felt. I kind of felt that way too. Um. Like there, there was one bag with like a shrimp in it. And it was like running, and running in place like it was on a treadmill. It was really oh, weird. No. I mean, um, I and guess... there's also the shoe market. Oh, how's the shoe market? I don't think we've done that. Um, it's just like a row of like a couple stores. No, I shouldn't say a couple. There's a few, a few stores, and they just you know, sneakers at discount prices. Now I don't know if they're actually like real or fake. Or, I don't know, but you can get them pretty. A pretty decent price, I guess. I didn't buy anything, it could but be like a fast fashion thing. Yeah, they they have brand names like New Balance and Converse and stuff. So I don't know if they're legit or not. Who knows? All right. Um, we also did Kowloon Park, which is uh, it's a park. It was nice, nice and shaded. <laughs> um, and for the most part, other than that, we just kind of took it easy. It was more of a just a relaxing, not doing much trip. Had some bubble tea. Nice. Had some Tim Hoan. Yeah, it was good. Um, but, oh, and uh, we also, so we did Hong Kong, then we went to Macau, then we came back to Hong Kong for a day. So when we came back from Hong Kong for the day, we stayed at the Ibis Hotel, which is in the same area as the Butterfly Hotel, which is um, on the one island there. And again, the reason why we picked it because the ferry is right there that goes right to Macau. Beautiful. And we spent two days in Macau, and a lot of people showed a lot of interest in Macau. I guess I maybe not not a lot of people know about it or talk about it. I'm not too sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but a, a lot of uh, listeners on Twitter were very interested in hearing about Macau. So Macau is essentially the Vegas of Asia, is what it is. Gambling, like gambling is legal there, of course. They have these gigantic, gorgeous, over-the-top resorts. Um, and a lot of them are like, familiar names that you see in Vegas, like MGM. Um, there was the Hard Rock Hotel, but then that, that changed to the Countdown Hotel, or like Countdown Resort, whatever it's called. That's where we stayed. How was that? It was really nice. We uh, Our room much bigger than the butterfly one was about the same price $150 a night and we had a, like a king size bed and we're on the 30 some floor oh wow so nice view and it had like a bar in it to sit at and it was like a really spacious room very luxurious and it was only $150 a night Not bad. so would you recommend that it's better to stay on Macau and then travel out of there to Hong Kong or uh, the ferry takes about an hour mm-hmm. into Macau or into like, yeah, to take it to Macau or back or whatever. So, um, no, I would say if you go to Macau, just stay in Macau mm-hmm. and then, you know, head back to Hong Kong later or whatever. Um, there's a, there's actually quite a bit to do in Macau. So we did two full days there or sorry, one full day and then two half days. So I guess two days in total. All right. And 
Oh, I, I should talk about the ferry. Uh, the ferry is about $30 first class one way mm-hmm. from uh, Hong Kong, which is pretty good. And the reason why we took the first class is because you get to you get to go on first and you get off first and the seats are bigger and you also get uh, free drinks and snacks. Cool. And um, also the reason why I like to get off first mm-hmm. is you get to go through immigration quicker because Macau is a different country. You have to go through immigration. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so make sure you have your passport on you because you're going to be you're going to be going through immigration. Um, I'm pretty sure most people, like, um, you know, from North America and probably the UK and Australia, um, it's just a visa on arrival. Um, just if you're from a different, like, uh, just double check. But I know for Canadians and Australians, it's just and Americans, um, it's just you just show up and you're you're good. Um, so you might might want to just double check if you're from a different country. Uh, just to see what the visa requirements are. Um, but yeah, getting off the boat first and going getting through immigration was nice. <laughs> also, too, um, even Hong Kong, just like mainland China, um, it's a whole different ball game in terms of how people crowd around stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, if you're on like the normal, uh, like the, the regular fare, I don't know what it's called. It's only like $15 more to get, or not $15, $5 or something like that more to ride the first class. Then you don't have to deal with everyone trying to get out at the same time. Right. Which, you know, I've I've been going enough that I'm kind of done with that. It's not for like $5 more. It sounds well worth it. Yeah, it's like five or ten dollars more, or something like that. Like yeah, it's not, it's not a ridiculous amount, and just being able to go through immigration quicker is really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, also, too, Macau is—they're kind of—they're trying to become a bigger tourist destination. So the first time I went, immigration was almost like a bus stop. Oh, like like you know, like kind of imagine going to like a bus stop in like the middle of nowhere back in you know canada or the u.s oh no that's kind of how that's that was kind of like the feel i got Uh when i visited but now it's it feels like a a airport wow like with with proper immigration like lines and everything and um yeah it's just and they had like there's a mcdonald's in there i don't think there's a starbucks but there's there uh yeah mcdonald's there's a gongcha and other restaurants and stuff so it's like it's they're doing their best with that it sounds like quite a change yeah and there's free shuttles to the hotels so you don't have to worry about that um oh i was wrong about the countdown hotel it was 113 dollars per night that's great so really good uh one thing that i did notice about macau though it was cleaner than vegas wow which is really like you Weird to think about. Uh-huh. Like you would think it might be dirtier there. I don't know. You know Vegas is like a, the party town, right? Of course, everyone goes there to party. Um, in Macau, I don't think you're allowed to drink outside. Okay. I, I like. I didn't see people doing that at all, and there was like people constantly cleaning. Nice. Like no matter where you went, there was someone cleaning. 
So even like like even on the street, like it was pretty clean. And of course, in all the hotels and resorts and stuff, there's just constantly cleaning. It's it's just like Vegas. Like everything smells nice, and everything is like very luxurious and everything. Like there's the Parisian hotel, there's a Victorian hotel, the Venetian hotel, um, and with the Parisian hotel, <laughs> there's an Eiffel Tower that you can go up. Oh my god! <laughs> it's half the size of the real one, but still, it's pretty big. It's just. <laughs> ridiculous um and if you want to gamble you can gamble um but there's also there's there's other like there's actually family friendly things to do there really so there's there's a there's a resort called the galaxy and they have a warner brothers area what there. what's yeah, that yeah so so there's a Warner Brothers area that has like games and stuff and you can meet characters. So you can meet like Daffy Duck and Bugs Bunny. And I think you can meet like Batman and Wonder Woman and stuff. That's so based cool. On the, based on the videos I saw that they were playing in the hotel. I, I didn't actually go into it because it's it's more for families with children. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So and you have to pay to get into that. But um, they also have this Batman attraction um, that we that we did do. Um, think of it like Soren, but with Batman. <laughs> <laughs> if that makes any sense. So it's pretty much the same type of system as Soren. Like you sit in a row, and then once it starts, the seats move up and they go in front of a screen. It sounds kind of scary because in Soren you're flying over pretty landscapes, but like Gotham is like crime ridden and terrifying. <laughs> Yeah, um, it was fun until I got to the point where I almost threw up because no! I get motion sick really easily and it moved fast because you're oh. flying through Gotham and then you're starting to get attacked by like the Joker and all these other villains and stuff and you're being thrown around and stuff. And it was just it was really too intense for me. Yeah. Like near the end, I just like I was sweating no, I'm just thinking to myself, like, don't throw up. Don't throw up. Don't throw no. up. Um, but if you don't get motion sick, I'm sure it was fun. It'd be fun. Oh, no, Chris. <laughs> um, but they do have this neat pre-show uh-huh. um, where you go into this elevator and you're supposed to be <clears throat> you're supposed to be taking a tour. Yeah. Of like this tower that Batman made or Bruce Wayne made. Oh, but then the villains get out and the Joker, like, is attacking attacking the building, right? Mm-hmm. And you're in the elevator. Like, it's not really an elevator. You're not really moving. But they make it feel like you're moving. Yeah. And then the whole place fills up with gas and we're apparently we're poisoned. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and... Batman has an antidote, but he's, it's not with him right now. And we have to go to the Batcave, so we have to follow him. And that's when we get into the like the the attraction part. We get out of the elevator and go with them through Gotham and blah, blah, blah. And we end up making it. And we win. Yay, we arrive. That sounds really cool. It was really cool, minus the part where I got almost, I almost threw up everywhere. But Aww. it was fun. And they also have um, this, it's not really a Ferris wheel. But it kind of is. It's like a figure eight what? Ferris wheel thing where you kind of like it has a glass floor and you go on it and it just like it's on the outside of the, the resort. Oh. 
and it just kind of goes around the perimeter, uh, uh, like a figure eight kind of thing. Interesting. It was pretty neat. Um, it's not super thrilling, but it's kind of cool. You can kind of see like the landscape and stuff of Macau. That's pretty. Which is really nice. Um, and so we so we got the tickets for the Batman ride and the the Ferris wheel thing. We got them for half price. Mm-hmm. Want to know how we got them for half price? How did you get it for half price? Price. <laughs> uh, we saw we we bought tickets for the show House of Dancing Water. Okay. And when you buy tickets for the House of Dan- Dancing Water, you also get discounts and other stuff. Ooh. And that included the Batman ride and the figure eight attraction. So we got them for half price. Nice. So. And what what are the prices in general for these attractions? Um, about twenty dollars a person. Wow. So they're not cheap. I mean, they're not like compared to like because Vegas, like it's like we did the Star Trek, I think thing once, and it was pretty expensive. So it's not for the attractions. It's not bad. No, yeah. Then that was at half price. That's at half price. Like that's not bad at all. No, especially if you're spending money for the House of Water, House of Dancing. How was that? Because it sounds a little bit like O from Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, so it was directed or produced by um, someone who worked on Cirque du Soleil shows. Okay. So House of Dancing Water. Um, it's in the Countdown Hotel, so it's the one that we we stayed at. Um, it's a fantastic show. Like going to Macau just to see that is totally worth it. Nice. Um, it's all done on water, mm-hmm. as the name su- suggests. But like, so like in the middle is this round, like round pool. So the seats are kind of like, like kind of like a stadium, mm-hmm. like a horseshoe is how the seating is. And in the middle, there's a big pool. It's about seven meters deep, I, I read. And there's movable stage in the pool. So it like transforms the stage from like a pool to a solid stage that moves up and down and everything. Right. So it's like this really, like they do a lot with this small space. So there's people coming from the ceiling and stuff and projection mapping and like when parts where they make the the floor like completely solid, um, there's like water fountains shooting from underneath that like, you know, give water fountain effects and stuff. And there's like a storyline, like, you know, it's a love storyline. Of course. And (laughs) there's a villain and, you know, there's fighting and stuff. And there's like this big battle at the end and everything. And like, there's a lot of like acrobatics and stuff that was just like, so fantastic like it, it was about oh just over an hour hour and a half something like that like it was such a good show it sounds amazing like i would i, I would pay to see it again honestly um it the the tickets aren't cheap i think they're like about a hundred some dollars or something like that but for that kind of show it sounds right yeah, and we got some of the some of the cheaper options as well. So, but yeah, such a good show. It was yeah worth it, hundred percent. Oh my gosh, beautiful. Yeah, um, and then in terms of like food there, um, the shoot, I can't remember which hotel it was. There. The one hotel, I think, the Galaxy or the Venetian. Uh, anyway, one, one of the two. I can't remember off the top of my head right now. Um, 
they're uh, like voted like Asia's best selection of food in a building or whatever the title is. I can't remember, but they have every type of food imaginable. Oh my gosh! In the hotel, so they have stuff ranging from McDonald's to Michelin star restaurants. (laughs) There, there's so much food options there; it's ridiculous. And they even have a New York fries that serves poutine. What? Yeah. Did you try it? Was it good? It was fine. Yeah, I tried it. What? It was okay. It wasn't like back home, but it was it was it was a good attempt. <laughs> what were your top picks from this area? Um the so we ate at the uh this Michelin starred uh Italian restaurant called Terizo. And I've I've eaten there before. And we went back there again, and it is so good. If you like pasta and pizza, uh-huh. like you have to go here. Awesome. It is really good. And they they do have a dress code. Like, you have to have, like, a nice shirt and pants and, like, shoes and stuff. Um, like, we had this like, bruschetta pizza, which is really nice. And we had a caprese salad. And for dessert... We ended up getting um, this Nutella bread. So it was almost like pizza, but with Nutella on it. Oh, my God. It was it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> we even took some of it home because we couldn't finish it all. Oh, my God. It sounds so yummy. And also, too, in Macau, I saw, I saw Christopher Robin because it doesn't come out here in Japan until September. Oh, that's right. Yeah. How was that? So I saw it in Macau. Yeah, it was... It was really nice. I really liked uh, Christopher Robin. I liked your picture. It was <laughs> yeah, so had, like, cute. Photo op. <laughs> had a little photo op area. That was good. That was good fun. I love that. <laughs> um, yeah, that was in the uh, the Galaxy Hotel as well. So they had movie theaters there, and I know people. Like, some people have already asked me that or asked me this, but like. Isn't Winnie the Pooh banned in China? That's right. Wait. Yes, that's right. Okay. So what's up with that? So, yeah, it is like Winnie the Pooh is banned in China, like mainland China. But Macau is like Hong Kong. It's a special administrative region. I see. So it's kind of like Hong Kong. Like they're, they're part of China, but they're not if that makes any sense. So I guess some, like some laws don't apply to Macau. So that's why they had, they had that. They're able to have that movie there. <laughs> but overall, though, like Hong Kong or Hong Kong, Macau is definitely worth it, even if you have a family. Mm-hmm. Like, I would say two days at the most is what you need there. Okay. Like, you could do everything in one day if you really wanted to. Um, but, you know, taking into account, taking the ferry and stuff, you probably want to do kind of what we did go there in the afternoon, you know, arrive, check in relax for the evening, you know, maybe taking a show and then have one full day the next day to like go in the pool, walk around, look at the different resorts and stuff, do some shopping, of course, eating. And then the next day, you know, check out and head back to Hong Kong or go to Disneyland. <laughs> um, oh, one, one thing we did do, um, like this to show how effective advertising is. The Parisian Hotel had this elaborate commercial with David Beckham. Oh. And long story short, 
it was about David Beckham um, was in, uh, I can't tell if he was in Macau or Hong Kong. It looked like he was in Hong Kong. Um, he was running away from paparazzi and this old woman saw him and like ushered him into her, her shop and she like, you know, closed the door, closed the blinds, everything. So she, he can get away from the paparazzi and she makes egg tarts and egg tarts are a traditional or like a very famous dish in Hong Kong and I guess Macau as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and egg tarts are delicious. I f- love egg tarts. And so he eats one and he loves it and everything. And then um, he leaves and then there's like this flash or, or not flashback. He comes back to Hong Kong and he tries a different egg tart at some other place with a friend of his and he makes the mistake of saying this doesn't taste as good Uh-oh. and then and then the shop owner gets mad and they all start like chasing him to like beat him up and everything <laughs> and then you know they're running away from them and then they end up finding where this old woman like where her shop was and they go there and it's like all heartwarming and everything. She's like, she says something along the lines of like, oh, it's been years since I've seen you. And he's like, oh, I missed you too. And he has an egg tart and he's so, he's so happy about it. And then she opens up a store in Macau. Oh. And you can actually go to that store. And we did. Very cool. Was it good? Egg tarts are always <laughs> that was, good. That was a very long story just for an egg tart. But the egg tarts were really nice. Oh my gosh. And they were like $2. I love it for an egg tart which is cheap so good so good but yeah Macau it's definitely worth going to at least once okay cool yeah I I recommend it I really do um and everything's English friendly um we didn't we had no issues whatsoever just like Hong Kong most people speak some level of English and everything has English on it so um except Macau, um, I, I, like, I don't know the history exactly, so I'm not going to pretend like I know, but Macau has uh, Chinese, which I'm not too sure if it's Mandarin or Cantonese. I, I honestly can't tell the difference in the writing, um, but there's like Cantonese or Mandarin on it, and then below is Portuguese. Yeah, that makes sense, right? Because the egg tarts were probably from Portugal. Yeah, so it's just... Very interesting to see. Whereas in, in Hong Kong, it's Cantonese and then English. Interesting. Because, like, the, those Portuguese, man, they got around. They were exploring all over the place. Like, in Japan, too, there's such a huge influence from them yeah. as well. <sighs> yeah. And then after Macau, we headed to Disneyland. Yay! How is Disneyland? Yeah. Hong Kong Disneyland was fantastic. Now, I do have to fully disclose, um, Hong Kong did provide us with accommodations and park tickets and food this time around um just because i am media so everything here was provided by hong kong disneyland so just full disclosure on that i want to be fully transparent with when it comes to that so (laughs) um but not you know i've spent so much money before in the past too (laughs) with them but um it was really good. So, yeah, big thank you to Hong Kong Disneyland. Um, if any of you are listening, big, big thank you. Um, so we have some really fantastic content coming soon, um, like video content, written content. And obviously I'm going to explain it here on the podcast, too. Um, where should we start? Should we start with, like, the Frozen Suite? I think you have to start with the Frozen Suite. Oh, the Frozen Suite. You okay. have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
uh, the Frozen Suite. Like, I'm not, like, I don't, like, I don't hate Frozen, but I'm not a big fan of Frozen. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the demographic. Let's put it that way <laughs> for Frozen, right? But I can appreciate what Frozen is and how it po- it's popular. Like, I, I get it. So, Hong Kong Disneyland Hotel just opened up brand new Frozen Suites. So these suites are completely decked out to Frozen. And these are on the Kingdom Club level of the Hong Kong Disneyland Hotel. So the Kingdom Club level is on the top floor of the hotel. And, of course, these are these are the most expensive hotel rooms in the hotel. <laughs> um, the Frozen Suite starts at about $1,000 US a night. Ooh. That ain't cheap. <laughs> but the room does hold up to four people. So if you're... If there's four of you going and you want to splurge for a night, $250, I guess, is not out of the realm of reason if you're splitting amongst four people. Sure. You know, obviously, it depends on your budget and everything like that. But, you know, it is an option. So, um, yeah, how about I just explain the room and then I'll talk about Kingdom Club a little bit. Absolutely. So, Yeah. It, the whole room is completely decked out in Frozen. Like, the wallpaper is gorgeous. It has, like, you know, like silhouette, like, side profiles of Anna and Elsa on them. Um, same in, the, like, in, in the bathrooms and stuff, too. And there's two bath or there, like, there's two toilet rooms in this suite. <laughs> there's one at the door and also one in the uh, the bedroom area. Um, and there's portraits on the walls, like on the walls of like all the different characters and stuff. Um, there's even like a little corner, like I don't know, like a little reading corner with like a nice little rug, like a snowflake rug. Aww. And there's like an Olaf, like a three-tiered Olaf, I guess. It's a cushion that comes apart, so, so you, you can, can kind of you know beat up Olaf if you want. You can. You can build a snowman, not beat up Olaf. <laughs> Chris, what were you doing to Olaf? You can build a snowman. You can build a snowman. Build a snowman. <laughs> um. I see you using him as like a stress relief punching bag. <laughs> Olaf. He might enjoy that though. He'd be like, yeah, let's do it again. <laughs> Probably. Um, and then there's like a shelf. With um, different storybooks and some puzzles and stuff for the kids. Um, and you can keep these if you want, but you have to pay for them. So they're not free. You do have to pay for them. But what what was interesting, though, is they had three storybooks. All, like, obviously, they're all frozen. One was English, one was Japanese, and one was Cantonese. Very cool. Which I thought was kind of neat to see. Um, and, like, this little corner is kind of, like cabin themed it's like the wallpaper looks like a cabin Mm -hmm. and there's a portrait or like there's a a fake window on the wall that makes it look makes it look like you're looking out a window and you can see like snow and and like the ice castle in the back that's so lovely which is nice and then there's a a wooden cuckoo clock as well Mm -hmm. and then also in, in in the main living room there's a couch that looks like a sleigh that's so cute. Did you take lots of Which photos I, on that? I did. I'll, I'll be posting some very soon. Um, I thought that was like the best part of the room. <laughs> it was so cool. It's just 
it's so simple. It's just it's a sleigh, but it's a couch. That's great. Those I I like that a lot. And then in the bedrooms, there's two queen size beds, and there's also a TV in there. So there's two TVs, one living room, one in the bedroom. They have the TV turned on when you go into the room, and it's playing the song. Oh, <laughs> when you walk, you know in, what it's song. playing the song. Yeah. It's playing the song, so yeah. Um, and there's portraits of Anna and Elsa, and there's like another nice, gorgeous portrait of the ice castle in there. Um, the bathrobes are also frozen themed. They have like they're they're completely white, but on like on the chest, there's the frozen. It says frozen sweet on it. So cool. Which is really nice, and you can buy it for about eighty dollars. If you want one, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a little pricey, but yeah. if you if you want to keep it, it's eighty bucks. And there's also uh, for stuff that you can keep. There there are slippers. Um, there's Anna, Elsa, Olaf. Oh, for slippers. So there's like three adult size slippers and then two children's slippers. So. Take them all. You can keep them. Um, there's also a Hong Kong Disneyland hotel bag that comes in there. And also, too, um, there's a, a, a um, amenities pouch. So it's not a tin. It's a pouch. And the one we had was Anna. Or no, Elsa. And then on the inside, the, the stuff inside wasn't really all that special. It's kind of what you get at all the hotels. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like toothbrushes and toothpaste and stuff. It, nothing in there was themed. But just the pouch was. Okay. And the the bathroom is, there's a jacuzzi in there. Oh. Which, which was nice. Um, a walk-in shower and a separate toilet and like a vanity mirror and a sink and everything. Um, and it was double-doored to go in. Very cool. And there's a balcony and we got to see into the pool and we could also see the city of Hong Kong from there as well. Gorgeous. Which is really nice. And also the theming is out, outside on the door as well. Mm-hmm. So if you walk up, you can see like it's all it's like purple and blue like design on it. And there's a plaque on the wall that says Frozen Sweet on it and everything. It sounds so lovely. It was really it's really nice. And they have five of those suites. On the Kingdom Club level. So tell us a little bit about the Kingdom Club level. Kingdom Club. So this is the second time I've done the Kingdom Club. I did it last year as well with my mom, mm-hmm. with Mama Explorer. And we, were, we we did that for one night, which we paid for ourselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so in the Kingdom Club, uh, of course, you're on the top floor and everything. And you get access to the lounge, Kingdom Club lounge. And throughout the entire day, you can go there, get water or soft drinks, um, and they'll have like little snacks out as well. So that's really nice if you want to just go back to the hotel and you don't have to pay for drinks or anything. You just go up to the lounge and do that. Um, they also they have breakfast there, so they do like a little breakfast buffet. So if you've eaten at the Enchanted Garden, which is the character breakfast buffet in the hotel. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same food, but, you know, obviously just a fraction of it. Sure. Um, so there's that. Then they also have, like, lunch and then some snacks. And then in the evening, they have cocktail hour, which is from 6 to 8. And it's unlimited alcoholic beverages. Very cool. 
if you like. Um, one other thing that they do in the Kingdom Club level in, is in the evening, you get to meet Mickey, Minnie, or Donald. It's only one of them. Um, they come out in their pajamas to say goodnight. I love that. Like, this is something it I've is seen. It's so cute. Oh, it looks amazing. It's so cute. So um, I, I have a picture on Instagram. So if you go on my Instagram, you'll, you'll see it there. Oh. Um, they changed how they did it because last year, like we did it last year as well. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, how it would work was was um, it was kind of like character dining there because there's tables in the Kingdom Club lounge. Right. Um, Mickey or Minnie would just come around to each table and you get a picture and stuff. They they used to do it that way, but now they do it a different way, which I much prefer. Mickey goes out into the hallway, mm-hmm. like into the main foyer area, and he goes up against the wall and you just line up to get your picture with them. Okay, cool. Which works out so much easier because you don't have people in your photo or anything. There's a nice just neutral background. Yeah. And also, too, it kind of keeps the kids in check because <laughs> what happens is, you know, kids get excited, right? Yeah. And they just kind of run up to the characters and Aww. stuff. So it kind of keeps it nice and organized, which I thought was really nice. True. So that's good. Um, and, oh, another thing I didn't mention was, so with the Frozen Suite, when you book that, you also get an afternoon tea set. How was the afternoon tea set? It was really good. Um, very seafood heavy so if you don't like seafood you might not like it but there there are other things that aren't seafood okay so they serve this to you in the lounge nice in the kingdom club lounge um so it's the frozen afternoon tea it's really cute um i'll have pictures up on the website and everything um i don't know how much this will change but the one that we had they, they actually gave me a nice printed out menu um, there's a ham with fresh fig. There's some other name in front of it that I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce. <laughs> um, there was also the heirloom tomato jelly, mozzarella cheese, and balsamic pearls. That was my favorite, by the way. It was really good. Um, there's a, some crab meat, which is like kind of in like uh, crab meat in a puff. Mm-hmm. Smoked salmon mousse with caviar on radish tart. That was actually really good. And it came with gold flakes on it, oddly enough. Oh, that sounds pretty. And there was a lobster mushroom with puff pastry. Mm-hmm. That was really nice. And an Anna and Elsa cupcake. Oh. And also an Olaf lemon tart. Oh, gosh. That was nice. And they you also get a welcome... I don't know what it's called. Like a welcome dessert. Okay. Where they bring, a, it's this big dish with macarons on it, Very different flavored pretty. macarons. Yeah. And they have like the characters, you know, printed on them. And there's a big, like, kind of an oversized display of like white chocolate <laughs> <laughs> with like Anna Nelson Olaf on it and stuff. And everything's edible, of course, on it. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really nice. But like overall, though, like the room is really, like, the room is really nice. It's gorgeous. Um, should you stay there if you can afford it if it's in the budget I'd say so yeah like a thousand dollars a night is a pretty steep um, like obviously if you're on a budget trip you're not going to do that um, 
but if you can't afford it, like it's definitely it's definitely worth it. Like it's really nice. And I wouldn't obviously I wouldn't expect anything less. It sounds like an amazing experience. Yeah, yeah, it's it's such a it's such a nice a nice room, very comfortable. Of course, it's clean. You know, Disney hotels are always clean. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I guess it makes sense that they have one because they're having a frozen land coming. Sure, of course. Makes sense. Why not? Right. Um. So yeah. Oh, so speaking of frozen, the frozen land. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Obviously, they start construction on it, right? How's it going? Um, you can't really see it because it's in the back of the park, and of course, they haven't like that. Like, if you've been to Hong Kong Disneyland before, the back of the park is all just bamboo and everything, like tall shrubs and stuff so when you're in the park you can't see anything mm-hmm. but if you ride the toy soldier parachute drop oh. and make sure you're facing towards toy story land mm-hmm. once you go up you can see the construction very cool right now it's just dirt and some buildings are starting to go up <laughs> so there's not much there right now but like we're a few years out still so soon yeah, we're gonna have a frozen the frozen land in Hong Kong. It's gonna be so cool. Yes, I can't wait for that. Um, we did the summer show stuff. How are the summer shows? Uh, the summer show was cute. It's uh, the Pixar Water Play Street Party. So it's just like one, f- no, two floats, mm-hmm. two three floats. And they have a bunch of Pixar characters on it, and they have a song, and they did like dance around a little bit, and they spray you with water along Main Street. Pretty fun, like um, a greeting atmosphere. Kinda, yeah. It's it's not like you know the summer shows that we have here in Tokyo. It's not that level, but it's still it's a cute little show. Mm-hmm. Um, and The Incredibles, you can meet The Incredibles for the summer. Um, especially Edna Mode, which is always fun. She's so cool. She is. <laughs> but more importantly, we got to meet Cookie. How is Cookie? She is adorable. Oh my gosh. I, was, I wasn't too sure about her at first. I was like, do we really need another Duffy character? Like, come on. But after meeting her and seeing like the plush, like I have the plush now. Um, it's, she's adorable. She really is. Wait, you met both. You have both Cookie and the turtle. Olu. Olu. <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. I, I have a friend that lives in Hawaii, so he was able to pick me up at Olu. You got the whole family. I do. Everyone's here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, the, there's a, the Cookie merchandise, and you can meet Cookie on Main Street. She's meeting with uh, Duffy. Okay. Right now. But they kind of keep swapping them around, so I don't... It's best to ask a cast member just to be sure. How is the wait like, for that? Um, it's mostly Japanese people waiting yeah. in line. Yeah, I, can, I figured. <laughs> Probably a good half an hour. That's not bad. So it's always best to ask a cast member when the next showing is, and they'll tell you when you can line up. Okay. So, yeah, just always ask a cast member. It just makes it easier that way for you. Um, there's a cookie afternoon tea set in the Main Street Cafe. 
And what does that have? What does that come with? Um, kind of similar to the frozen one. Um, there's some pastries on the top. Like there's a cookie one that has like azuki red bean. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a roll cake with azuki red bean. Right. Mousse. It's really good. I I like that. And then the, like the Duffy one's like chocolate. Uh, pretty basic. But um, then there's like Mickey shaped fruit on the plate. And there's like these little dainty um, sandwiches, you know, with like cheese and ham. And like the cheese is in the, is in the shape of Mickey's hand, oh. like his glove. Yeah. Which is really cute. And there's some like you know, some seafood pastries and stuff like that. And a couple of macarons as well. Um, really cute. And for a limited time, if you buy the afternoon tea set, you can buy a pin. Okay, cool. A, a limited cookie pin that you can only get if you buy the tea set. It's a nice tie-in because she's a chef, so that's it's a cute idea. Yeah, it's cute. Makes And there's only, what, 500 of the pins it said on the back? Yeah. We ended up buying one, so mm-hmm. there you go. <laughs> um. There's also, like, if, if you don't want to get that, there's also other cookie-themed food that you can buy. There's a cookie mango and oolong tea drink, which is really cute. Sounds so refreshing. Like, cookie is or, or yellow, right? So, right. you know, the mango is, you know, yellowish. <laughs> um, so that works. And then there's also a, a Duffy chocolate chocolate milkshake, which is really good, too. And there's also a cookie cupcake, which I didn't get to try this time, but there's a cookie cupcake. I feel like there should which... be a cookie cookie. <laughs> Surprisingly, there is not. What? That I'm aware of. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and then outside of that, um, Hong Kong Disneyland also provided us with some of the new Halloween dishes to try out. How is the Halloween stuff? Really you know, nice. this is the best holiday. So, um, they're adding a couple, they're adding a couple more dim sum, uh, Halloween dim sum to the dim sum menu nice. for Halloween. So this is at the Crystal Lotus at the Hong Kong Disneyland hotel. And to book dim sum, you have to make a reservation two days in advance mm-hmm. because they, 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 they special make these for everybody for for you so you have to make a reservation you can't just walk up no um, so if you're staying at the hotel like one of the disney hotels you can just email and ask to make a reservation and they'll take care of that for you or you can phone um you don't have to be a hotel guest to phone to make a reservation right. so um there is this little cute pumpkin dim sum and it's seafood paste which was really it was it was really good mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't too sure on it because I'm not a big seafood fan, but it was actually pretty good. Um, and it's really cute. It looks like a little pumpkin Aww. filled with seafood. <laughs> um, probably my favorite, though, was the mummy dim sum. <sighs> so it, it looks like a little mummy, like its head, mummy head. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, and has like little eyes and, you know, looks like its, its face is wrapped, of course. And it's full of veggies. Sounds good. It was actually quite nice. Um, and then some other two drinks we got to try. There was a uh, like a chocolate and fudge uh, Jack, not uh, Jack Skellington. I almost said Jack Sparrow. <laughs> Jack Skellington uh, 
drink. That one was really nice. And there was a eyeballs and worm drink. What? Like a lychee drink. So like the eyeballs are like peeled lychee. Yeah. So they look like eyeballs inside the drink. And it's like a blue drink with like lychee. And then there's they have um, gummy worms on mm-hmm. the top of the cup. That's pretty cute. It sounds really <laughs> playful and cute. Yeah, it does. Um, and then we also got to have the special crystal lotus duck dinner. Okay, so how was that? It was a lot better than I thought it would be. I'm not like duck is not the first thing I think of to eat. Okay, okay. But of course, in Chinese culture, duck is a staple. Yeah. So Crystal Lotus has this really delicious lotus duck dinner. It's a it's a dinner course, and it's sixteen hundred and eighty eight Hong Kong dollars for four people. Mm-hmm. I forgot to translate how much that is <laughs> into U.S. dollars. Um, not cheap. Let's just put it that way. But it's a was it one, two, three, four, five, six, seven course dinner, mm-hmm. and you have to order it in advance because they make it. They they cook and marinate a whole duck for you, so you have to order it in advance so they can prepare it and everything. Right. And I won't go through the whole thing. There's a lot to it, but um, if you want like a really fancy dinner. I suggest giving this duck dinner a try. They make this custom like lychee sauce mm-hmm. that goes with a lot. Like it pairs really well with a lot of the different dishes in it, which is. I wasn't too sure. Again, I wasn't too sure on it, but I was pleasantly surprised. It was really good. And they like obviously they incorporate duck into all the dishes. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just, it was really good. It sounds amazing. Um, what was your favorite part out of the dinner? Um, I'd probably have to say the, hmm, they had this roasted duck breast lychee sauce with steamed lotus pancakes, what? they called it. So it had like these, like a steamed bun that opened up like a pancake and then you put lychee sauce in it uh-huh. and then the duck is almost like minced a little bit. It's like really finely diced. And it goes in like this lotus-shaped pancake. Oh my gosh! It was almost like a, like a duck pancake or duck taco, <laughs> in a way, or like a duck tortilla. If you want to think of it that way. It sounds like heavenly. It was. It was really. It was good. Like, I was very impressed. Um, they're they're trying to have guests go there not just for dim sum but for other things as well. Sure. And kind of show that they can do more than just the dim sum. And also you can go there for like a fancy fancy meal. Or if you want to do like a celebration of some sort, you can get this like nice duck dinner and things like that. So they're trying to, that's what they're working on. And this duck dinner was really good. So I, I, I would do it if you're going there for a special occasion and you have four people. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, it's a minimum of four people for that dinner. Um, I did, I did talk with, um, like the main, the main manager there Mm -hmm. and I like, I told him one concern that I know a lot of our listeners have is like vegetarian or vegan or gluten free, right? Like those kind of dietary requirements. And he said, so like in the park, that's a little tough because everything's mostly prepared in advance, you know, like everything's kind of like 
thing it's kind of like Japan in a way like things are made a certain way and you can't really change it right but at the Crystal Lotus he said they're more than happy to accommodate any dietary requirements even like halal and stuff um, you just have to let them know in advance so if you're I guess this would probably be more for if you're you know vegetarian or vegan and you want to you know ensure you actually you know get that um, the Crystal Lotus will definitely accommodate you for that if you let them know in advance. So if you're staying at the hotel, um, you know, if you want to eat there, just let them know that, you know, you're, you have a vegan requirements and they'll be able to help you out with that, which is really nice. Um, he said they, they do get quite a few people who are either vegan or vegetarian. So they're able to help out with that. Great. So that's good to know. Very good to know. Yeah. Because <laughs> I know I, I know that's a big concern for some people, um, which I can totally appreciate. Absolutely, yeah. So yeah, overall, it was a it was a fantastic trip. I loved it. It was it was good fun. Hong Kong during the summer, very hot. I don't know if I could recommend going in the summer if you're not used to the summer heat. But that's summer. And you know what? You said you enjoyed the pool in Macau. I did. Right? So if you go in the summer, you get to chill by the pool, which is nice. Have a cocktail. Mm-hmm. So it depends. <laughs> it depends. It could be a nice summer trip. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. And again, a big thank you to Hong Kong Disneyland for helping us out and providing... Um, the kingdom club level room of the frozen suite for us and park tickets and meal vouchers and stuff. So big thank you to them. That really does help out. So we can continue making this type of content for everyone because, you know, whenever I go to the parks, we're, we're always making content anyway. So having Disney help us really does help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, that was really good. And I can't wait to go back. I'm, I want to go back for Halloween. You should. It sounds like it's going to be so much fun. Oh, yes. I know we're a little over time here, but uh, really quick, for Halloween, they're changing the scare house into a Nightmare Before Christmas one. Ooh, it should be really cute and spooky. Yes. I can't, I, I really want to do that because I love Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes. I just, that's one of, it's one of my favorites. I absolutely love it. So I'm going to have to try and see if I can get back there for Halloween, which starts right away. I can't believe we're almost into September. Man, I can't believe it either. Like, Halloween's just about to start. <laughs> and I know Hall- like Halloween decorations are already up in the Magic Kingdom in the U.S. Oh, my gosh. It's fast. That's crazy. Ugh, crazy. But you're going to be going to Halloween in the U.S. I will. What costume are you going to wear? Not sure. Depends on how much luggage I have. <laughs> luggage I need to bring. We'll see. We'll see. You're going to have a great time. Yes. All right. Um, I'm going to go through these really quick because we really went over time on this one. <laughs> uh, listener question. I uh, kind of inadvertently already answered this, but I'll do it again. How many days do you recommend for Macau? I say, well, I guess I said like two days. I, I yeah, got like, really panicky for a moment because I'm like, wait, is this like a pop quiz? <laughs> <laughs> two days. Yeah. two Like two days at the most, I would say. Good enough. All right. That's good. All right. Yeah. If you go for, like, one day, I feel like you'd be rushed a little bit. Sure. Because you have to take the ferry out there and the ferry back. And, yeah. Since you're going that all that way, you might as well might as well spend some time out there. 
Um, and then a uh, park tip. This is for more for Macau. Um, just like Vegas, if you're in the casinos, uh, yeah, I think you have to be over 20 to go in the casinos. Okay. I didn't actually check. I should have checked, but I didn't actually check because obviously I can go in them without really worrying. Um, but just like Vegas, if you're in the casinos, they, they do have free beverages if you're sitting there playing the slots and stuff. Um, you just have to ask. Um, one thing I did notice, though, is the menus for the beverages were not in English. Oh, no. So I just kind of mimic, like I just said water and the person, the, the, the lady understood what I meant. But like I got a menu and I just looked at it. I'm like, um, this is not in this is not in English. <laughs> I can't read it. Well, thankfully, like knowing some Japanese, some of the characters are the same, so I was kind of able to fumble my way through. Yeah. Like, okay, this is some sort of tea, or this is a soft drink, sure. or you know, I was able to do that. But but yeah, um, there's free beverages if you're gambling. So there you go. Um, big thank you. To our contributors, <laughs> um, explorers on a Patreon, big shout out uh, to them. Do you want me to start or do you want to start? You start. Okay. Big thank you to Acro, Acro Disney Girl, Alex, Angela, Mama Explorer, Benjamin, Bryson, Carl, Carrie, Claire, Claudia, Darren, Dave, David, Disney It Girl, and Holly. And a big, big thank you to JP and Jane. Thank you, Jess, Kathy, Lee, Leanne, Marie, Sarah, Sophie, Thomas, Timothy, Tracy, and Murray. Yay. Oh, and we also have to give a, a shout out to Michael as well. Um, he's going to be coming on the podcast again. Oh. Very soon. Awesome. Michael. Yeah. We're so excited to talk yeah, we to ha- you. We had him, we had him on Jeez, we had him on a while ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, he made the pledge on Patreon uh, to be a guest on the show. So, what? so he's going to be joining us in a, in a future episode here. So keep an eye out for that. All right. You can rate and view, review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music. And if you haven't subscribed already, make sure you do subscribe so you never miss an episode. And you can send your questions and suggestions to us at contact at tdrexplorer.com. Make sure you tell everybody about us. And you can find us on our website at tdrexplorer.com. We're also on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Pinterest, all under TDR Explorer. And I'm your host, Chris, the chief content editor for TDR Explorer. And I am the one eating... Eating. <laughs> That's what I do. I'm eating. There you go. Um... And joining, as always, is the beautiful Patricia. I'm Trish. I'm going to be hunting for my son in Pokemon commercials <laughs> and going to Tokyo <laughs> Disneyland. And you guys, I hope you're all enjoying your summer vacations. And if you're in Japan, enjoying the Obon holiday. And keep exploring. Thanks, Boris. Until next time. Bye.